Hi, friends. This is Femore the Podcast, and I am Brianna Hansen, and this is the podcast where we talk about happiness, but we do it comedically. <laughs> I'm doing like the Simpsons intro thing where I'm, you know, in the Simpsons intro, it's always the same intro until the very end, and then they just switch it up a little bit on how they sit on the couch. That's how I'm. I don't know. I guess I kind of, I got an intro. I got an intro. I got an intro. Uh, but that's kind of how I'm approaching, I guess, this intro is I'm going to change up how we talk about comedy and happiness and the way I say that every time. Because you know what? The truth is everything's relative anyway, and it all kind of changes how, you know, sometimes we're talking about literally comedy and happiness to worlds and how they intersect or how they should intersect or whatever. And sometimes we're talking about happiness comedically. And sometimes, sometimes, guys, I'm just being hilarious. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, though? Uh, anyone? Anyone? Okay, today's podcast, today's podcast, friends, is talking about one of my, one of my near and dear subjects. It's, we're going to talk about partners and partnership. And, and the reason I love this is because as much as I am a bit of a loner and a lone wolf in many ways, um, I like to say wolf because it makes me feel powerful, but as much as I can be somewhat of a loner, I, I'm not, I don't know. I think I only say that I'm a loner because I, I don't mind being alone. Like every podcast that you hear was recorded with me talking to myself alone in my apartment. Like right now, it's a, a weekday evening and I have thwarted social promises <laughs> in order to sit by myself and talk to you, the proverbial listener. Well, you're real, but I mean, I, you're not. At this moment, no one is listening to me except my MacBook. I hope it is recording because I have done a couple of these where it hasn't. But no, but you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't mind being alone. And, and in another podcast, I actually talk about, you know, being particular about my company and I'll include a link uh, to that podcast if you haven't heard it before. But I, what the point is, I don't mind being alone because I like myself. I work on myself so that I do like myself. I, I don't mind saying that I like myself because I spend enough time trying to make myself okay that I hope I'm at least decent to hang out with sometimes. And that is not to say I don't like hanging out with other people. But uh, the reason I like partnership so much is because, God, you just, you guys, you can't do it alone. I mean, it's it's like the last song in Chicago when, um, well, this is going to show my ignorance of Broadway, when Catherine Zeta-Jones's character sings to Renee Zellweger's character, and she's like, but I simply cannot do it alone. That's kind of how I feel about life. I have been a person, okay, so we'll, we'll start from like my perspective, just so you know, in case you don't know, uh, in case you don't know, so you know, now you didn't know, now you know. Well, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a person who does stuff on, by herself, not just like hanging out by m myself, but I have a solo show, obviously. I have a podcast based on that solo show or with the same name. Um, and I like my solo show. I like performing by myself. I do stand-up comedy, and I like it. I like stand-up comedy a lot because I'm by myself. I don't mind doing monologues. I don't mind being by myself. I, I don't mind speeches and stuff that requires I go, I fly solo. I, in fact, I sometimes I thrive in it because it has been able to teach me how more effectively or most effectively to cultivate uh, the voice and perspective that are inherently my own. But... Oh boy, I love a good partnership. I do. I love a good partnership. Um, and I think partnerships come in lots of different ways. So there's obviously, I think the most um, 
The most popular type of partnership are the romantic ones. Mm. And unfortunately for me, I like those. <laughs> I like those too much. It's my like one hobby outside of comedy that I actually make time for. Um, but I, I think that aside, I'm going to try and focus more on partnerships in the term of uh, creative and or productive partnerships. Not that not that um, romantic partnerships aren't very creative and very productive. They are, in fact, those things. That's what kind of marriage is, is you create children and you're very productive and taking care of them if you're a halfway decent human being. So that's, you know, not that you have to have kids, but that, you know, if you have kids, you can take care of them. That's what makes you a halfway decent human being. But uh, but the reason I'm going to shy away from that is uh, I feel like it's a tangent all unto itself that we could go into. And I am more than happy to go into it sometime because I do actually love talking boys and relationships and love. But what's more interesting to me right now at this point in my life, uh, unfortunately, for everyone that comes into it is I'm more interested in creative partnerships. And uh, for me, that's the business that I'm in, obviously, is creativity. But I, I think it's the same for any sort of bin, business, business, business partnership. Been listening to a lot of hip hop. Guys can't even say business. I say business. It's the same for every business partnership. You just have to ask about it. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> just a joke, just a joke, just doing funny words as a joke. Anyway, I'm more interested in creative and entertainment-based partnerships or, or just productivity partnerships. And in many ways, that means not romantic. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes they overlap. Brianna, why do you do that all the time? But uh, this, is, this is what I'll say, and this is not having to do with romantic ones. I think that there are certain keys to a good partnership. First of all, I think a good partnership, whether it's between two people, which is how I'm kind of visualizing this as I, as I say the words that are coming out of my mouth to you, um, I'm visualizing it between two people just because it's the simplest, just because it's the simplest. And I don't feel like uh, rambling on for an hour and going through like giving you some sort of drone on and on and on about like, uh, what about when you get into a three-person partnership, this is what I think the thing is. Because I actually haven't thought about it that much. I haven't, I've been thinking in terms of two-person partnerships. So this, this is what I think the best uh, parts of a two-person partnership for any sort of business or for your life, however you want to take it are. And, and tell me what you think about it because I am curious. But this is what I found has worked best in my life. First of all, a good partnership always starts with a partner that complements me. And I don't just mean compliments with an I, like compliments, like you look pretty, but obviously I do mean that. If you're looking to be my partner, I like compliments like a lot. So please have at. But more, I mean the compliments with an E, compliments. They have skills that I lack. There is something inherent to their personality and their chemical makeup that I do not uh, have as strongly. So one of my creative partnerships is uh, with a director named Eric Baccio, uh, who I met through doing a web series, and he and I have done a ton of projects together. Why is this? One, because we complement each other. We don't, I mean, we don't really complement each other. That's why we get along. Uh, but we complement, E with an E, each other, in that I love writing. Eric's not much of a writer. He likes it enough, but he, you know, it's not his thing. And I, I love acting. And Eric, I mean, he'll go in front of a camera, do a cameo. That's fine. But he is a phenomenal uh, director. He's wonderful with like 
uh, he understands cameras and he's fascinated by angles and he likes making things look cool and he's wonderful behind the camera setting up a shot and, and running the show and keeping his cool while I'm in the corner uh, in fetal position crying because something isn't going quite right. He is the perfect match for me when we speak each other's language, but in many ways he's just a creative, we have a good basis for a creative partnership, which is why we create a lot of content together and why we will continue to hopefully create a lot of content together, why we're still working on creating content together because it's a natural and easy partnership. And that's another thing about partnerships that I think uh, is worth talking about for a moment is they come naturally. Meaning, I'm not saying you shouldn't be on all the dating sites or whatever, all the you know electronic sites to try and find a partner in some capacity because I think that is just a way to meet people. But, but a partnership should come very quickly and easily and naturally. And I think there needs to be a slow build of trust for the partnership insofar as like, and I said I wasn't going to make this romantic, but because it's the easiest way to, to give you an example, I'm going to give you a romantic example. For instance, someone once told me, you shouldn't plan ahead for something that you're doing with someone that you're dating if it's more time than you've been dating. So like if you've been dating a week, you can plan ahead a week. If you've been dating like a couple months, you can plan ahead a couple months. If you've been dating for a year, you know, you could feasibly plan ahead for something next year, whatever it is. But you shouldn't plan ahead for next year after dating for a week, basically. And I think the way that translates to, again, the more interesting one for me at this point in my life, but the way that translates for me in a good partnership is, uh, how do I put this uh, politically correct? You should let uh, allow a period of time where someone isn't doesn't exactly serve the need of your partner, but rather becomes a friend and a trusted like confidant, essentially. The example I gave with Eric is is kind of a funky example because uh, there was a me a need that he met immediately, and I happened to luck out uh, in in getting him for these creative projects because uh, you know he could have easily just screwed us over in some capacities with this uh, project we were the first one that we worked on, and just not showing up or not doing what he said he was going to do or not being phenomenal like he is. Uh, so I lucked out. I, I trusted. I leaped a little bit, and the net appeared that time. And I do like leaping, and the net appears. But I think I have had other partnerships, both recent and in the past, where the same thing has happened. In that I, I think I, that someone is immediately meeting a need. So I put them. I take them preemptively from the slot of being my friend into the slot of being a friend and partner, and. I don't know them as well as I thought I did. And in terms of a partner. It's a bad partnership. Uh, it's an uneven partnership. And now we've got all these strains on it because we don't have enough of a basis of friendship that I can, you know, chill out about it. But we have all these bases of, of partnership that, you know, now there's all these other factors in play. And it makes it harder, basically, to, to do that, I think. So, so that's why... You know, I think you should let them come naturally. So, so once Eric and I did this project, now we have this huge basis of trust together, and so it's easy for me to to know what he's like, and he knows what I'm like, and we both know how to work with each other, and so we can go right into it, and that's why we're a wonderful partnership. We are also friends, but we part of the reason we get along so well is we both love working, so we don't have all that much time to hang out as friends uh, outside of working. So we just choose things that we work on all the time together. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that's an example, for example, for example. Um, 
of a of a partnership. But I think that's what that's to me. You know, I have another partner um, that that has uh, I've been recently working on mm-hmm. something with, and the benefit of this partner particularly is that we have a very solid foundation of friendship. So as anxious as I kind of am about taking on another partnership, because this is something pretty big that we're working on and hopefully can blossom into something, you know, that is very long lasting. And, uh, for both of us, it's, it's a little nerve wracking because I have had partners that have not held up their end of the deal at all. And, um, and it, and it gets me nervous about, you know, doing that again. But the difference this time is, first of all, this new partner knows that. <laughs> um, she has been there through all of it. But also we are friends. And so we're very, very careful about being like, hey, check in. How are we feeling? What are the expectations? And because we know each other so well, we can kind of be like, okay, you're doing this thing. I, I know that you're doing this thing because I know you and because we have this solid amount of trust. So that's like, again, a natural partnership. And because we've been friends for so long, we kind of have this basis. So I think it, I just want to emphasize, choose your partners wisely. And the other thing is partnerships in whatever capacity that they serve you, uh, romantic or you know, just a business or otherwise, they... I think they're not meant to be forever, guys. I don't think they're meant to be forever. I talk about this. I think I touch on it in my closure episode um, a while back uh, in another memoir podcast, which I will link in the show notes too. But I, I talk about how sometimes in this world that we live in now, we have so many ways of keeping in touch with people, which in many ways is great. Great to always have um, access to email someone and to reach out and and definitely, you know, uh, keep in touch with worlds that really do serve you. Like I, I reached out today to a friend of mine that I haven't heard from in months and months and months. And and I'm excited to do that. And I've kept in touch with other people that I'm also working on stuff with. Like I'm, you know, um, doing a lot of that, that world. So I don't mean to poo-poo all of the ability to keep in touch with people. But I think there is an undue pressure on us now to keep in touch with people and partners who no longer serve us. And I think it's important sometimes to say, this is the end of this partnership or the relationship or whatever. I mean, relationship, something different, but like if it's a partnership, like to say it's now ending, let's look back on how it was, or let's look back on how it's serving us or how it's not serving us. And it's time to end it. And that's okay because our, our journey on this thing is done. It's done this time around. This creative journey or whatever, this business thing, this is done. We did it. You know, we raised the child. It's 18. Time to let it go. Um, that makes it sound like everyone should get a divorce after their kid turns 18. I, did, I, didn't, I did not mean that. I meant like just, you know, once the baby's birthed, let it, let it be. Just let it be. Like um, for me, that I think about that in some of my creative projects. Like I have been working with a lot of different people, but it's like, once it's once it's out there, then it's like, what else do we have to work on? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes up in the future. But if this partnership wasn't a good one, or you know, something happened, then let's not let's not do this again. But that doesn't mean it tarnishes or diminishes the work that we have done. It just means that we learned, and I think that's okay. And that's what I've kind of had to wrap my head around recently is the idea that you know it's okay for a partnership to end. Um, it's okay that people come in for a, a specific thing and then it's gone. For me, that's especially hard. And I'll, I'll put up a, I 
think I did, was it a podcast or was it a blog? I mean, I create so much free content, free content that uh, I don't remember what it was, but I talk about this one project that I did. And what essentially happened was I was pulling uh, the partnership. I had, I'll put it nicely because God, it's a new year. So at least for the next few days, I'm going to pretend to be a nicer person in 2015. But the partnership was not working out. And the product, as much as I wanted to keep it alive because I liked it, was not worth it to me to keep the partnership alive. So I did the product. I put a lot into it, a lot into it. Um, and then I and then I had to let it go because I'm healthier by letting that partnership end than prolonging an unhealthy partnership for an okay product. Because now that I'm not in that partnership anymore or have any kind of ties to it anymore. I open myself up for new and more exciting and more even and more complimentary with an E uh, and more natural partnerships. Not something I have to force, not something I have to talk myself into, not something I have to, you know, work really hard at because it comes more naturally. Sure, some partnerships are and that goes into relationships and that goes into phases of your life and all that stuff that I'm not going to get into. But I think for the most part, you know, if you're thinking about a business partner, it, I my my main thing that I've learned at this point in my life is you should really choose someone that you you naturally uh, complement each other. It's easy to get along. You have a strong, solid foundation in some capacity. It does not have to be a friend. I used the example of a friend earlier because that's what I'm currently going through. But if you look at someone's body of work, for example, you see someone has a great body of work and you want to work with them and you see that, like here's another, okay, all right, here, let me give you another, another example of someone that I did not know that well. I did a project and I got approached by a guy who was like, hey, you're funny, you wanna, do, you wanna work with me sometime? And I'm pretty much a yeah, sure type person. So I was like, yeah, sure, because that's kind of how I am. And like I just said, I was, and I am. And uh, I looked at his body of work. He essentially was like, you know, I do this particular genre. I'll just tell you. I don't know why I'm making it. So uh, this guy, Rick, approached me and was like, hey, I do Westerns. You want to make a Western sometime? And I was like, okay. So we chatted. But here's what got me. I didn't know Rick all that well. But what I had access to was his body of work. And I could see that Rick is a, a working, a hardworking uh, actor and that he has produced this. He produced this massive undertaking. And, um, you know, he said says what he's going to do. I could see he has the proof in the pudding to show me that he does what he says he's going to set out to do. And so so I did and I got Eric involved, um the other one I was the other partner I was telling you about before, and we all got involved. We all worked in this perfect little triad and I said I wasn't going to get into him, but I'm barely getting into it, but of it worked out because we all, you know, had a brought a skill set to the table and all did what we were said we were going to do. And as a result, it's still pending, but we will have a product very soon that is a, f a final product. Like, we did it. We did it. We did a great partnership. We worked. And hopefully it will, you know, that particular little baby that we created will grow into something bigger and, and we can work together more because it worked and it worked out really well. So anyway, I just, I just mean like... If you don't have a solid foundation of trust, at least know when you're what you're getting into and have a clear communication about what it is that your needs are. Because that's the most important thing about a partnership. And that's the thing that I'll end on is a partnership. It seems, it, although it is obviously in conjunction with someone else, it is it can be a very 
it should be almost a very selfish thing of like, I need someone to help me in some capacity. So how can this thing outside of me help me to grow, help me to challenge myself, help me to have an experience that I couldn't or wouldn't have otherwise had? And that's a healthy partnership. Otherwise, if you're not super selfish about it, and I I mean that not selfish, not in a bad way. I mean, if you're not like, I know what my wants and needs are, and I know what I uh, you know need from a partnership right now. If you're not like that, then you'll find yourself feeling really, oh, what do I feel right now? Really good in some ways, like bitter and um, and not with every partnership. There are some that I have been in and am in that I, I feel overworked and I feel like, you know, I wasn't clear to myself or my partner what my wants and needs are and I didn't communicate them directly. And as a result, you know, it's been a really uneven and really challenging partnership. And I, I you know... I learned, I learned, I learned. Everything happens for reasons. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's fine. But, I, but I've learned from that. So, you know, in, in your own world, maybe that helps you to create good partnerships, to create something strong and healthy. Yeah, maybe that helps you. Does it help you? I hope so. Let me know. Uh, as always, you can find show notes and much more at briannahenson.com. These are free on the iTunes's. If you're not listening to it already on the iTunes's, go to the iTunes's and, uh, you know, and become a subscriber because it's free. And, um, and also maybe rate it and leave a comment. I would really like that. Uh, it'd be great. We could be in a, a little bit of a partnership for a couple seconds. I do this and you do that and it all works out. It all works out, and they all lived happily ever after. All right, that's all for now. I am going to blow my nose. I'm going to blow my nose. I hope you do the same, and I hope you have a great day. Okay, bye. Bye.